0: Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm. Down goes Frazier!
1: Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is disappointed. All oh, the band is out of the field. He's is in right down the line. What do going to crush one in the line. one in the right down the line. Let's get it started. Let's get it
0: started. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is the Sporting Edge, and we are back with Nimrod on a Wednesday night. Pretty damn early in the week. A lot of stuff going on, though. A lot of news since Saturday. Um, MLB trade deadline. We're about a week away from the finalization. Got a couple big moves going on. Zach Britton going to the Yankees. Um, And this just happened recently. Nathan Avaldi going to the Red Sox. So big contenders making some big moves. Um, A lot of other names on the market, one of them being Cole Hamels right now. We talked about Machado last week. Um, But Roz, British Open, we got to talk about it. Francesco Molinari coming through with a big, fat victory, playing bogey-free golf for the final two days. Just an unbelievable, unbelievable showing by him. Um, Wanted to see Tiger do it and he had the lead on Sunday didn't happen though but congratulations to Francesco Molinari.
2: Right. Okay. So, I'm cool with giving Francesco Molinari the congratulations he deserves. He oh, You're cool with it? He pl- he, I'm glad. He, yeah, it. yeah. I am cool because that I don't think that's even the center piece to what is the British Open. Honest to God. I don't think that's what I took away from it. I think he played a perfect round, which is awesome in its own right. He didn't bogey par 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 all the way through even added a little birdie in there um so he he did his job he came out there won his first major it's italy's first major in pretty much anything other than soccer i mean they've had a tough go of things especially in soccer lately so congratulations for the country of italy But I think it was more of the collapses, honestly, God. And I just want to put a quick asterisk out there for this this week's show. Yes, it's on a Wednesday. I've got the rentals coming into Los Angeles, and I'm fighting the elements. Just like every athlete in the world, I fight the elements of the podcasting, and that is a washing machine today and a little bit of air conditioning. It's hot here in L.A. I don't know how it is in Chicago. But let me hop back in. Pretty hot here, Um, too. It's pretty hot. I'm glad. At least we're sharing some heat. And um, let me hop back in here for a second about – this golf tournament and how it came to an end. So I woke up, it started super early here in LA, obviously due to the whole time difference between here and the amazing European countries. But I hopped in when Tiger was up and it was the roar of Tiger being up. Tiger had just gotten up. He had taken his lead. It looked like, wow, this could be the moment. And I either promote bad juju when it comes to Tiger, or he just is going to continue to collapse the way he has since the golf club went through his windshield. I, I saw him tank right then and there. The instant I turned the TV on, he fell off, got to, went fell to four under, was out of contention, was below my boy Eddie Pepperell, who we're going to get to definitely in this show. But it was his collapse, his collapse first. Which I don't care how excited people get. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you right now, Xander, about the prospect of Tiger Woods?
0: Um, I'm at a ten. And you talk about oh. a, you talk about a collapse, oh. but the fact that he was there on Sunday to collapse, I think that speaks volumes about how far he's come from you know, not even being able to complete four rounds of golf, let alone having it being a major championship. Let You're talking about the former
2: world million. number one. It has been former almost former. nine years and since ten, the golf club went through his windshield, and he hasn't been able to come back onto the course and do much. This is the first sign of life, and we've and had this argument. Know, we've done this what? show. We're almost at 100 episodes. You, you just Let's said keep- it's a sign of life.
0: And Let's just say we're almost here 100
2: episodes, from and one I've the best in 100 from, episodes from that one he will the never best. be
0: back. And I'm going to hold to it. the best golfers of all time, you got a sign of life, and that's all you need. I've
1: got to tell you something important. It's not <laughs> going to be <laughs> – That is one the some some of the best interjections of a CBS ad I've ever heard in my entire purchase life. Everywhere. You know what? that's
0: super easy. I'm going to keep this going. Samuel L., My bad. Funny thing right now. That was sportingnews.com.
2: That was not CBS. So we're just getting blindsided by all these. They, how we don't get paid is unbelievable. That, we're that was, monetizing their great, product, and was, we're not getting paid for it. That was a pretty great interjection, though, by Samuel Lowe. No, I, I mean, think we need that soundbite, actually. That was perfect because he said, my bad at the end of it when you turned him off, and he said, let me tell you something important to begin with. That was, So I, that was he was funny. putting his Tiger two cents in. Um,
0: but, yeah, talking about Tiger, I mean, the guy had a lead at a major championship
2: on Sunday. I, for me, that's great. Okay, he, he had a lead for back. all of – Five minutes. Maybe two holes. So? And he fell off again. The pressures yeah, of... You, the instant he took he the lead, actually, off. is when he fell off.
0: It wasn't he it fell was, off
2: again. It was just he fell off because we
0: haven't seen him play like this in a very long time. So I don't know why you're being a Debbie Downer. I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm a, just a realist. You picked a, and a, people no, people being begin realist to lose. Because you're, you're the one who said he, he's done. He's not going to come back. He's not going to compete ever again. Guy, had true. A, yes, my, that is true.
2: I, I said he will never win another major again. That is the line I drew in the stand, and, and I you still could to do it. He didn't win. I don't know what you have to tell me. Okay. He didn't win. He competed though. He was. He did not compete, and at down the end of the stretch, he did not compete. Yes, he did.
0: He, dude, com-
2: he competed in early morning on Sunday. Stop it. and tell me where he stop. was at the end of the day when it came down to Ro- or Francisco Molinari, Roy McIlroy, Spieth, who We're we going to get into in a second for falling off really hard. I mean, I mean Xander Shoffley, who I, Xan- or Jared I got his last name right, so thank you very much, but. He wasn't there. His name was not at the end of that. Matt Kuchar was just as much in it as he was at the end of it. No, no, that's wrong. Matt Kuchar was never in it. Yes, he was. He was 4-under. He was tied with Tiger. Okay. What's your all, all of Sunday. Exactly where Tiger was after he took the lead. Tiger was 5-under. The so there's your first there's your first mistake. He finished 5-under, but he fell to 4-under and didn't get back to the 5-under until 17th or 18th hole, at which point he was already out of it.
0: But he was in it in the first place. That's what I don't. That's what your argument just. He was in no it for shot. maybe the first nine holes of Sunday,
2: but that did, dude, he, he wasn't was there at the end the of entire
0: it. Entire time, dude. He was one stroke back until Molinari birdied. Like I don't get what you're saying. You're just completely. You're just salty that he's back, and you. And I you don't. Said he I wasn't don't
2: back. think it. To, to, for him not to win a major, that, like that doesn't mean he's back. So, for him to be, like, I don't think he finished top ten. Yes, he did. He Finished tied for sixth tied so. for six, but tied with my boy, Eddie. Yeah,
0: tied with yeah. your boy. So, so
2: is Eddie back? Is Eddie the new? No, Eddie was, gonna, Eddie was can never Can he do here. the same thing that maybe, Tiger was? Maybe. They both finished here. 500. It's all right. You you can be wrong. It's all right. You've been I, wrong I, before on the show. I, Tiger hasn't won a major yet since I made that claim, and I, I will hold on to that claim. But since we already talked about his falling off after he took the lead, let's talk about Spieth falling off after he had the lead for a second. Spieth absolutely atrocious down the stretch again. And it was once again his putting, which has just eluded him this entire golf season. I think he needs to finish strong, at least have a couple, have another top 10, maybe compete a little bit in the PGA. He needs to take a long break from golf before the start of next season. He has been atrocious on the greens. He's really got to fix that problem. And uh, he was another major collapse person. I'm not going to say he's never going to win another major again because he's 25 years old. Or about to be twenty five years old. But he's looking it's looking troublesome. He is he's in his head. He's definitely a mental midget currently. I'm not saying he can he can't get out of that. But he really not played the part this season.
0: Yeah. Um I mean look at five and You can six. agree with me on that
2: one. Feel free.
0: No, I mean I'm just I'm just very salty about your previous argument because 'cause you're wrong, but it's okay. Um, not, I haven't been proven
2: wrong yet. I'm sorry. But continue with Jordan.
0: Yeah, because Tiger Tiger but I can't even hear myself think over that
2: damn washing machine. All right, now we're back. But, yeah, you know. What just happened? Did you just fall off? Were you just so embarrassed about that last argument you just stopped talking? No, I'm just, you know, trying not to hear over your damn washing machine.
0: That's all. But uh, that's all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. First segment's over. A lot of arguing. Um, of course, just the way we out, like it here, with me coming out on top again, but it's all the time we have. Sporting Edge, libertytalk.fm, amf247.com. you miss the show, that's where you find us. This is the Sporting Edge. We'll be back. After. What's up, what's up, everybody? We are back at the Sporting Edge, wrapping up some British Open talk. Um, you know, we hit the, hit the chant Molinari, we talked about speed, we talked about Tiger. Um, talked a little bit about Rory, kind of covered all the bases. Um, one of the biggest disappointments, I think, you know, which might have cost me a cash was Dustin Johnson. Horrible. <laughs> um, he's on he's on a list. Let me tell you, he's on the list and he's not coming off. And uh, and here's why: because I had never taken Dustin Johnson in a tournament before. This was my first time, and now I'm never going to take him again because I just don't I just don't want to have the grief and. You made a great point. We were talking in the car on Monday night. Um, you know, if he wins, is he off the list now? And no, he's going to be more on the list because I'm not going to take him. So every time he does really well now, it's going to make me even more upset. Um, so Dustin Johnson is on my list. Um, very, very upset that he didn't even make the cut. I think was the fourth world number one ever to miss the cut at the British Open. Tiger Woods was one of those people. Um I believe it was back in the late late two thousands, early two thousand ten, something like that. Oh, when he was
2: relevant. Um, well, he's relevant now, so. Yeah, eh, I don't know about We're that. that um, I, I, it's a shame that Dustin's on your list. Um, as as people who have listened to the show should know, is Xander's a good grudge holder, and what I mean by a good grudge holder is he stays true. He, if you're on that list, you're on that list, and it, it, it's his principle, and you're not coming off of it. Yep. You know, I forget, I forget so, but I don't forget. Right. Sam Friedland, but I I gotta tell you, <laughs> I gotta tell you, Dustin's a guy who thinks gonna, I, I think is gonna win, and you're just gonna be upset when it happens. Like it's gonna be angry winnings for you. You're gonna be like, and he's gonna go on a stretch.
0: Yeah, unless one of the guys I pick in the top tier like also does well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be very upset. Um, but yeah, but a couple other guys. You know what I think? Besides Molinari, um, obviously great tournament. A guy with a great name, Xander Shaflay.
2: Great job! I'm mad. I, I usually pick him because of your name, but I, I went that this time around.
0: Little, you know, had had a bit of a rough Sunday, but he was there. Um, he was there till the end, and if he didn't bogey seventeen, had a real shot to push that into a playoff. Um, was seven under, and you know, just had, had a bad seventeen, and then well, you know, Molinari. I forgot if you. I think he birdied eighteen. Um, but, it, you know, it was exciting. He played really well. Justin Rose kind of came charging at the end there. He finished tied for second. Huge charge. He almost didn't
2: make the cut. He yeah. finished at 600.
0: Right. Um, Kevin Kistner uh, showed some grit. He was there.
2: Um, plus three on the final day. But he kind of hung around the whole time. Um, he's a he's a guy to look out he's a back 30s to look out for kind of guy I was listening to uh, whomever was speaking during the tournament being the PA I know I saw Mike Tarico there at one point. I don't know if Jim Nance was on this one at all but they said watch out for Kevin Kissner on the back 30s of his his career he's uh early 30 33 32 something they said they said watch out 38 39 he's gonna win a couple majors yeah
0: I could see it um let's see any, anybody else noteworthy uh,
2: Tommy I'm a, I'm still on the train uh you know who I don't care about the performance I know his Sunday was absolutely atrocious but I'm on the Ricky train I'm not falling off of it PGA Championship is going to be his I'm ready to put his name in the in my selection pool again let's go Ricky
0: yeah Ricky I mean overall finished plus or no finished even you know kind of an uninspiring weekend from him I mean went 70-69 in the the first two days was three under then went 73-72 so never was really out of it never was really in it um so that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about Ricky but it was it was an, <laughs> it was an exciting British Open um, you know I think you know, a lot of people pushing, pushing for Tiger when he took the lead and it didn't work out but it was exciting uh, Molinari just played some great golf um, it was a good tournament and looking forward to the next major because I think you know when Tiger Woods is in the mix it just makes the sport like 10 times more exciting Fifteen to one, yeah. if you want to bet on him now. Mm, yeah, I'll take your bet. I mean, his odds are probably they're probably too high now, but you know, did have him in my lineup, so I was happy about that. But you know, Dustin Johnson kind of screwed me, so fair on the list. He's on the, on list. the list.
2: All right. right well, right Xander, we we kind of stalled this year. We have. <laughs> Been a little late to the jump in terms of fantasy football talk. I know all of last summer in the month of July, we kept it relevant by doing a position each week. We're not going to do that to start this. I think we'll do that next week. We'll get that going with the quarterbacks, work our way down before everybody's fantasy draft. But we do want to do some NFL because I'm over the NBA. The NBA is what it's going to be. We're going to make fun of Kevin Durant in a little bit, um, but I'm over it. And then, of course, we've got Major League Baseball to talk about, which a lot of stuff is going on in terms of trades. Let me just give you some NFL headlines. Let's breeze over them a little bit, see what's going on. I want to talk about the power struggle between players and ownership. This is not anything to do with the National Anthem, so we'll scrap that. This is in terms of player deals. And there's two instances I'm thinking of right now. One is the Le'Veon Bell, where the Steelers have absolutely just milked the guy for everything he has. He is not making nearly the amount of money he should be making for being the probably the best back in all the NFL. And then the other case scenario I'm thinking of is Julio Jones, who is— doing the holdout, and is actually getting further than we thought. The Falcons had initially about a month ago said they will not renegotiate Julio Jones' deal because he has three years left, and now they're contemplating giving him a new contract because they're worried he will not show up for the season start. So I don't know where you stand. Are you more of a player guy? I, I think me and you are going to argue here in a second, but are you more on the player side? the ass they should make their money, or are you on the owner's side, who are the greedy bastards who are holding these players down? I think you know what side I'm on by that statement. Yeah, um, I'm definitely more on the
0: player side here. Oh, I love if, it! All right. Yeah, and you know what? I've I've always said I've never really followed like contracts, cap space, like trade deals. I've never really been into the business, um, the business side of of you know any sport, whether it be the NFL, MLB, and what certain roster moves and contract negotiations mean for like salary cap and all that. But just from my thirty thousand foot bird's eye view, I think the NFL, out of all the leagues, treats their players the worst. And I, you know, I don't have any research. I don't really have any concrete facts, but it just seems There's, like yeah. for a sport where guys really put their bodies on the line, I would say more than you know the NBA and the MLB. Not saying that that doesn't wear on your body like after a long career, but I think football is just. It's a much more of a contact sport. Um, And you see guys, like, the careers just aren't that long. Um, It's a rough sport. Um, It's a lot of contact. Guys get beat up. You know, the average career is really only three or four years. I mean, I know you've got some of the best players you'll see will play for 10 or 15 years. But um, for the most part, the deals that these guys get, um, it just seems like it's a raw deal all around. I mean, you see guys in the MLB, you know, It's the funny argument of the average lefty pitcher will make like 15 million dollars a year even if he throws up like a four and a half era it just seems like the nfl can never get it right with you know the star players and just everybody in general for how much you know how much first of all how much those guys put their bodies on the line and how much money that league makes it's just a bad it's just a bad deal in my eyes. I love. I
2: love that you're kind of on my side here, and I think there is a looming lockout ahead of us. Twenty twenty one, I think, is when the contract agreement is up. I think that'll obviously hurt us as fans, and I think it'll hurt the sport inevitably. I think, although there is a lot of issues with concussions and everything, I think a, a lockout would really be detrimental to the marketing and the ability for the NFL to continue on. I'm glad you agree, and I the reason it's really harsh in the NFL is one they are using their their players are being exploited for their bodies more than in any other league in the world. And they're the only professional league that has a franchise tag, which is ridiculous. It is a way for a team to pay this certain base instead of paying luxury for their top players, making sure that they don't leave or go sign to another team. So I think the franchise tag is something that definitely needs to be negotiated out of the NFLPA. Um, But, yeah, I like that Julio's taking control here. It would suck. It's going to make me nervous all the way up until the draft. Is Julio going to be there? Is Julio not going to be there? Le'Veon Bell, the same way. Um, I don't like when players don't report to camp. It didn't seem to hurt Le'Veon Bell that much. Last season, he had a great season. I should have taken him instead of David Johnson, although I didn't really have the opportunity having the second pick. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad you're on the player's side. That was a little bit of a shock for me.
0: Yeah, I'm on the player's side. Um, I don't like all the drama in the first place but I I just I think the NFL and their the player I think the players kind of get a raw deal and I would like to see a change just because I I think they deserve it and I know the league just makes so much money I think there I think there's got to be a better way and I have no idea how to go about doing that but I do think there is a solution out there but under the current agreement and all the the current structure um we're they're just kind of at an impasse right now but This is all the time we have for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. And we'll be back after the break.
1: What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here, the long-awaited Bubba Report at Bubba at Bubba we want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at the Bubba to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, TheBubbaShow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report.
2: What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back here at the Sporting Edge with Wits and Roz. And Wits used the word drama in terms of what's been happening with player contracts, disputes, holdouts, lockouts, whatever, and so forth. So we're going to do a scale of 1 to 10 for each of the two drama points I'm about to bring up. And then we're going to bring up some exciting-questionable dash news in the NFL. But we're going to start with the drama. So this past week, James Harrison came out and said that Bill Belichick is a significantly better coach than Mike Tomlin Tomlin, the coach that helped Harrison win a couple Super Bowls, Belichick, a coach who hasn't won a Super Bowl with Harrison yet. Tell me on a scale of one to ten, is that a little too much drama, or is it, uh, is it rightfully so? Do You think it's right that he said that?
0: Um, I didn't. I don't want to say it's right. I didn't disagree with him. I heard what James Harrison said on what's the show with Stephen A. Smith? First take. First take. Or no, it's still first no, take. It was yeah. A, no, it was a show with with Shannon and. Uh, oh no, dude, that's uh.
2: Disputed. Yeah, undisputed on Fox. Yeah,
0: I heard what he said, and you know, I had no, I have nothing wrong with that. Um I, don't, I like, like Mike Tomlin. I don't know if I, I like the shot. I do like Mike Tomlin, I, and I I heard what James Harrison said. I don't think he took it really a shot at Mike Tomlin. He just gave his honest opinion um, of the situation, and you know, you said that. Harrison hasn't won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Well, he was there for about four games and they got to the Super Bowl. Um, so, I mean, I don't really think that's a fair argument. But the, guy, the guy said what was
2: on his mind. Um, Tomlin did respond saying that his, Harrison's criticism is known as soap opera stuff. End quote.
0: That's fair. You know what? I've always <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I've always been a big fan of James Harrison because to me, he's, I know he's a he's a true professional. I mean, you look at a guy who's almost forty years old in the kind of shape that he's in, and just you know how much he's been around the league. Um, I, I do respect his opinions on the game because I think not only has he been around for so long, but he's been an extremely productive and great player. And he, he seems like a man's man. He seems like a football guy. Um, and you know, I know that's a part a part of my take thing. Um, he, he's a football guy guy. He, he is a football. I mean, dude, he, he's an absolute beast. Um, and I don't think he had any ill will towards Mike Tomlin. I think he just said what he thought. Um, and Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach, I think, in the history of the NFL. Um, you look at you know, how much he's won and just how long his teams have been competitive. I mean, it's rare in pro sports to have a run like the Patriots have had, where not only have they won five Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, um, but they've been competitive every year, and that's that's a tough – I think a tough act to follow in any professional
2: sport. And So so it's sounding like this is going to be low on the scale of 1 to 10. Like this is a 2 for you in terms of the drama field.
0: Yeah, it's, it's – yeah, it's, it's I would say a 2.5. Um, wow. Really OK, 2.5, a, half, a really, little bit higher than I thought. Yeah, not really drama for me. Um,
2: I, think I think I'm going to get you on the next one by the way.
0: That's fine. Yeah, but you know, I thought the guy – he just said what he thought and – I think that's just basically it and I you know I respect his opinion. I'm not saying I don't like I like Mike Tomlin too, but you know, he just the guy I said what's on his mind and you know,
2: nothing wrong with that. All right. Here's our second. Is this being built to be more drama than need be? It has been quoted that the San Francisco 49ers organization is putting Jimmy Garoppolo under a microscope after they cite his issues with his night out with the porn star. Is that tell me on the scale of one to ten where you feel that fits in, and then let's uh, let's let's debate this a little bit. I don't even think we're going to debate. It. I think we both are in awe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this is for me. This is less drama
2: than the Harrison thing. I don't really give a crap. I think they're making the drama. I think they're building the drama with this. I think the Forty ers putting them under a microscope makes this an eight for me. I think that this is unnecessary drama.
0: Okay, well, I mean that that's for, on the on the side of the Forty Nineers. I was looking at it from an overall perspective, like. I don't give a crap what the guy does or who he dates like it, it doesn't matter to me. You know, all I always he was he proud. Yeah, when I all I know is when he came over last year that team looked like a completely different 49ers team with Jimmy a Garoppolo. Perfect team Snyder. by the way. Um and I yeah, I don't give a crap who he dates. He can
2: do whatever he wants. I don't, I would you go on a date with a porn star? That's moral of the story here. Uh probably. Right. I think I would. I mean, and I don't like, I don't think I would even hide it. Like He didn't hide it. He opened up. He went to a restaurant, very much in the public eye, and went with a porn star. It's kind of like, huh, you're starting quarterback in the NFL. Whatever your taste is, I mean, maybe he's into that. I don't think that should be faulted, but he he definitely had a good night from her Instagram story talking about their night at the Four Seasons, so I think he was having some fun.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I had fun. It's an honest profession. I mean, they they're working, too. Um, Come on, yeah. give me a name you'd
2: go out with. I'll give, I'll, I'll throw out a name. Oh. Nikki Benz, give me a name. <laughs> I, brother brandy look. We'll okay. Man, I'll <laughs> Wait, well, that was talking porn here on the Sporting Edge. Um, we'll leave it. Okay, that was a drama. Let's get back to some serious NFL stuff. Des Bryant finally might have a destination. The Cleveland Browns. Now, let me tell you why I think that is. Other than the Packers, the best movie can make. Yes, it's young quarterback play. We don't actually know the capabilities baker mayfield has here in the well, nfl apparently hugh but, jackson thinks he's not ready to go and <clears throat> you know what i'm done with hugh jackson one and thir-
0: one in 31 after two years and giving up on the sean kaiser that easily I'm done. I'm done okay
2: well he could also have jarvis landry des bryant and josh gordon all running routes at the same time on the field see as fun as those names sound i just oof. josh gordon's an absolute monster Jarvis Landry right, is one of the best possession the receivers of when all the time. the last
0: time Josh Gordon was in the National Football League and played a full season? He hasn't
2: three. played a full season. That was
1: about
0: He'll five, be in. 14 But look, 14 games look at about the sample 14, size. Look at what five. he's been
2: able to produce when he plays. I will back Josh Gordon. Dude, the day I the I die. guy is worse than Joel Embiid getting on the field. Yeah, but it's not because of injury. Oh, okay, I so even worse. So it's, it's basically I know, but when he's on the season. field, he's an absolute beast. Okay. He's one of the best receivers in the league, I believe, when he's on the field. Okay. look, Just look at his stats. But, okay, but that goes back to my point. is when, How often is he on the field? We're, he's been healthy. He's been through rehab. He's doing counseling. He There was no issues this offseason. He won't All be right. suspended. All You're right. talking about
0: you want the facts. a really he good wide played, receiver in He hasn't played a freaking season in five years. There are the facts.
2: He played last season at the end of the season. How many games? Four or five. Okay. Okay. So okay, 20, I'm just telling you who's back. Here. If you if you're willing to be all on Tiger here, a guy who no. See, could not you're, keep you're his so, dick in his pants so and have issues there, Josh Gordon. That was couldn't when he was the best golfer in the world. He couldn't stop <laughs> smoking the weed. And Josh Gordon, when he left football, he was one of the best receivers in the game. Look at that statistic or the statistics of that season before he got popped. Josh Gordon That was five years is ago. Back. Is back. Okay, Tiger was nine years ago. Yes,
0: and he was competing, And you're willing to give him a home- comeback. Because he was first place
2: in a major championship on a Sunday. Josh Gordon led in receiving yards five years ago. So you can't okay. tell me that he's and back Tiger now. led. Okay, so we, we'll see this season. I'm. Well, I, this is a, this yeah. is Josh Gordon because
0: now absolute. Now you're gonna say if he has a great season that oh I, told I you was so. right you were wrong yeah but but you're I not you I'm so. not denying he can't have a great season but you can't tell
2: me he's back when he hasn't played he's definitely back more than five games since 20 just him not getting suspended is he's back. Okay. That's something well, he hasn't now, been able to do in five years. Your, he's not going to be suspended this season. Now you're, he's changing, now you're changing your argument. But I didn't change your argument. He get, he 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 gets, any, yes, you did.
0: You said he's back, and now, now that he's not suspended, he's back. Well, when he gets on the field and he has a great season and plays you know, 16 games or 15 or 14 games. You have games. to buy his jersey when he
2: plays 15 games. No, I'm not buying his jersey. His number is 15. <laughs> See. But fine, we'll, we'll, we'll skip this. I like I think Des Bryant would be a good brown because if everything fails then it would just be absolutely awesome to see the that locker room. That locker room would be an absolute mess. So there's a good side to it and a bad side to it. And you're over the Browns clearly, but tell me about how you feel about the Texans. Watson coming back from an ACL. Watson today said seeing Wanted practice, he was a full go and he is ready to play this season. And that's a guy who hasn't been on the field very much due to injury problems. I think he's still absolutely dangerous, but I think he's super vulnerable. So anytime I hear J.J. Watt is full go, I'm saying no, that's okay until he hurts his knee in the first game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Texans... You know they're very living and dying on the health of I think of a few guys. Um, Deshaun Watson right. was one of the I think the best playmakers in the league, and he tore his ACL. And you never know how a guy is going to come back from an injury like that. Um, I I wish nothing but the best for him because he was not only was he exciting, but I think he's a, I think he's a great guy and I think he's a great player. But you know if he can't stay on the field, and I'm not not labeling him as injury prone. I think it's too early for that. You know, We'll see in the next few years how it works out. But you know, J.J. Watt, when healthy, probably, if not the best, probably a top three defensive player in the league. Um, but again, a lot of health problems there. And if those two guys can stay healthy the entire year, I think this Texans team, um, I think they'll win the AFC South. NF- NFC? NFC South. Um, and I think they'll be a playoff contender, but... Like I said, the health health is is a major issue there, and I don't know. JJ Watt just seems, you know, whether it's because he's injury prone or he just gets unlucky. I mean, he's he's been on the shelf a lot, and he's a great right. player when he's on the field. But if he if he can't stay on the field, then I mean, this
2: Texans team without those two guys, I think, still it's a, AFC South. By the way, I think you said NFC South. But it's AFC did I South. Go, was I
0: right the first time?
2: Oh, You're right the first time. No. All right. I, I want to keep this in the AFC South. We'll keep South, it in the AFC way.
0: South, but we're going to have to keep it after the segment because this is Perfect. the sporting edge, everybody. LibertyTalk.fm, AMFM247.com. That's where you go if you miss a show. We'll be back after the break with more NFL and a little MLB trade talk. I've
2: done my sentence. I think that any it. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back and we have a pressing issue. Something that has made me and wits boil to the point of insanity. Since 2016, we haven't seen the number one overall draft pick of the Indianapolis Colts play. But we got news today. News today. The Colts expect luck to play in the preseason opener. And Xander, I'm extending an offer to you. I say we open our own little sports book. We take one prop bet. This is the only thing we're taking. Anybody in the world can bet with us. We put out odds on this actually occurring that we see luck in the first preseason game and we take those bets. Cuz I've been hearing this for over 2 years now that Andrew that Andrew Luck is going to play. Do we do we feel that is going to be the case? Oh, boy. This is Right. Tough. This, isn't, uh, this <laughs> I, is not I just tough. I just saw this pop up and I had to bring it up cuz we hate this man. Yeah, um let, let's put it at
0: I'll give minus minus 130 that he'll play. Plus 110 on the other side.
2: Um, okay. Okay. And we'll just start fielding bets. Just send Almost it to favorite. at Ethan Rose for direct message us and Venmo us. Yeah, but um, Andrew
0: Luck, I'm I'm over him. Um, disappointed <laughs> not only in him, but just the whole Colts organization with where he went from. Um, you know, being a little hurt and gonna play, then ended up sitting out the entire year, and then it was when he was throwing around a high school football. It was like it was like he was an MVP caliber form again, and I was like, no, that's not the case. Like when he's on the field and actually throwing and actually playing, then I'll then I might believe a little bit. But Andrew Luck, this is this is typical Colts. Not a good organization. Um, we're lucky that they drafted Peyton Manning back in uh, I think nineteen ninety eight. Um, but Andrew Luck has not played an NFL game in guess how guess the number of days. And if you are.
2: Seven hundred and seventy eight. No, a little
0: over five hundred and seventy days. That's like a year and a half. January 1st, 2017, um, the Colts 2016 regular season finality. That was the last time he played um, in an NFL game. And this is I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I'm tired. I'm all in on that. But right. yeah, let's, enough with the NFL. We've got we some get, bigger
2: things. We've here. got more NFL weeks to come, but get to your favorite sport, big guy. Favorite sport,
0: MLB, a lot of stuff going on. I think the first thing we got to talk about is the Orioles fire sale continues. Um, a team, interesting stat, a team that from 2012 to 2017 won more regular season games than anybody in the AL has officially put up the white flag. The um, trading Manny Machado wasn't enough. They got rid of Zach Britton, who lands with not only the New York Yankees but a New York Yankees team with the best bullpen ERA in Major League Baseball right now. Um, and this is this is scary. This is scary, and I think mainly for one team. Um, you know what? No, I'm wrong because the Red Sox. Who's in first place in the AL East? The Red Sox are. You, you okay. come on, Xander. You got your MLB. <laughs> I, I need to get the standings. Though I was gonna say scary for the Red Sox, but I was actually gonna say the Yankees should be scary for themselves because you know they're on pace to win a hundred games, but they're five and a half out right now. This is on Wednesday night. Um, interesting move, Zach Britton. Um, I think had that two-year, three-year stretch where he was the best reliever in baseball, but you know I don't know how this is gonna look. He was a
2: Cy Young candidate.
0: Yes, he was. And that's I, th- I think deservedly so, with how great of a year that he had. Um, this is interesting, though. and the Yankees bullpen that's already the best in the league, where does he fit in? I would say not as the closer. He'll be a, some sort of a setup man. Um, yeah, interesting move. I like the Yankees going out, trying to make
2: their team better. Yeah. Um, but Their they, pitching is ridiculous. I mean, at what inning do you feel comfortable going against the Yankees at this point now? Because he could be your 7th or 8th inning guy, and then you get Chapman, you've got Patances, you got got tons of people back there.
0: I think you just need Gary Sanchez back there just dropping balls and not running out plays and
2: I've heard this is a fake day. injury fake news fake injury Gary Sanchez DL stint isn't due to him actually being injured and there might be clubhouse issues with the one time super looking like a superstar catcher yeah
0: that was disappointing that he got put on the DL the, DL the day after um, it seemed like he didn't run out that ball uh, I think it was against was against Tampa Bay it was Tampa Bay it was Tampa Bay. Because um, I was reading a great article on Barstool I think they you know they got two guys who really follow the Yankees and Red Sox closely, so I always get some good takes from them. But it was interesting to see, like, you know, one guy was saying, if they don't bench him, like, there's something wrong. Because, you know, a guy with that lack of effort on that last play, which was ridiculous. And then I saw the, you know, the pass ball where the guy went from second to home. Like, those kinds of plays are just so unacceptable. I think at any level of baseball, but I was excited to see what Aaron Boone was going to do the next day, and then he happens to go on the DL. So I guess we will never know. Um, You know, something might come out later, but the Yankees—I mean, I think they're in a little bit, a little bit of trouble right now because you know if you're going to be a team that's on pace to win 100 games, and you're going to be, you know, throwing it out there all, all on the line for one game, and that's that's what it looks like right now. Not not the best position to be in, and the Red Sox continue to cruise you know they're seven and three in their last 10 on uh, on this Wednesday evening um, playing some great baseball so the Yankees I like how they're going out trying to make things happen but I think they're not they're not in, a, in the greatest spot right now being almost six games back in the division
2: I Agree, but again, this is a Yankees team that will be together for a while. They need to solve this Gary Sanchez issue, and uh, I think they'll move on from there. The Cubs, not so impressive to start this week off against the Dodgers, other than Pedro St- Strope coming in for a beautiful save against the Diamondbacks. I'm, I meant Diamondbacks, not Dodgers, if I did say that. Um, and the Cubs lead the NL, man. we got to be happy Chicagoans right now. Cubs 59-42 on this Wednesday evening. They are three games ahead of the Dodgers, actually three and a half, and two games ahead of the Phillies. So I love seeing that. They I'm hoping Chris Archer is why they didn't go after Britain. I'm really hoping that Chris Archer can add to this pretty awful pitching rotation. I think the Cubs pitching rotation is god awful. Kyle Hendricks, your boy, had another horrendous evening on Tuesday night. Um Other than Lester, it's just I don't really feel confident when a pitcher goes to the mound. I know Quintana had a a better last couple starts, but we'll see where it goes, man. I think they need some pieces in their rotation to ensure that they're going to have a deep postseason run.
0: Yeah, I agree. Rotation has not been great. I mean, Lester has been unbelievable, but all the rest of them, you know, haven't been that good. Hendricks not having a great year. Um, Gantana, and we all know about you, Darvish, so I think they could use a little rotation help, but it's good to see that they're in first place right now, even with all that, um, all the drama and Chris Bryant's shoulder, you know, I guess not really being healthy, I guess still. Um, it pisses me off, because I also took him on my team, but how about the Buccos? How about the Pittsburgh Pirates rattling off 11 wins in a row? Um, they're making a little bit of a charge at three games
2: over, 500 right now. The Cardinals um, who have fallen from grace as well. Yeah, as Cardinals, they fall behind uh, these Buckos. Yeah, Cardinals are five
0: hundred right now. Uh, Nationals are also a team that's in trouble because they're seven games out of first place, five and a half behind the Braves for second place. Um, I would be worried if I were a Washington Nationals fan right now because this team, with all the talent in the world, cannot put it together. And it's, it's pretty disgusting. We got You're about talking a about a left. team with a lot, a lot of talent on both the batting and pitching side. Yeah, so it's it, it's disgusting in my opinion. That It is pretty disgusting. Um, but yeah, one team I needed to make note of this for Rube especially. How about the Oakland Athletics? Putting in a charge, 8-2 and two in their last 10 on a four-game win streak. Two games behind the Mariners. They're making a charge for the playoffs, Rube. You just watch. They just acquired Urias Familia to bolster up the back end of that bullpen. The Oakland A's, they're coming to play.
2: Playoffs 2018, you can count them in. Wow. thats I'm glad you got your quick quip in with Rube. But where Rube still has you down is your AL Central predictions are still far and away, not even close. A nice gap in between each team in that division and the Indians with a clear, clear runaway. Also, two of the worst teams in the league happen to be in that division. So your AL Central and your New York Mets baseball picks I think should forever haunt you and exactly why you don't deserve credibility when it comes to this Tiger Woods argument we started the show with.
0: All right. Well, two different sports and the Mets. Mets was a mercy. It was a pity pick this year. Um, and to win the World Series, how is that a pity pick? How do you pity pick a World Series pick? Because I had to double, I had to double down. That's what you do. Oh my God! But fun, fun fact: they're in last place in the NL East behind the Miami Marlins, who went on probably the biggest fire sale that we've ever seen, um, <laughs> probably more than the Orioles. More. But
2: and I thought there was more to come at Evan Dietrich might Derek be Derek Dietrich but that's Derek. all the time we have here for the sporting edge everybody we'll see you next week thank you Andre here for a great
1: bigger- revolutionary
0: talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty talk. FM.